episode is sponsored by Millibooks. Search for author Erica Deary in your favorite online bookstore. <laughs> a hero is an ordinary individual who finds the strength to persevere and endure in spite of overwhelming obstacles. Christopher Reeve. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Bilingual Book Club. This is a space for parents, carers, and teachers to discover bilingual books. I'm Erica Deary, and in this episode, I will interview CJ Charles. We will be talking about her heartwarming book, My Mother is a Superhero, or Mi Mamá es una Superheroína. Yeah. Now, before we start, I will read you her bio. CJ Charles is a native of Los Angeles and a proud child of the 80s and 90s. She is a writer, Spanish teacher, and educational consultant. From an early age, her mother taught her to read and appreciate books. CJ's been story writing since the first grade. My Mom is a Superhero is a love letter to her mother and a note to super moms everywhere. She hopes you enjoy getting to know her characters in her debut children's books. Oh, CJ, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Erika. I appreciate it. So excited. <laughs> yeah. So tell me a little bit about you, um, about your background. How do you get into writing? And then how did you get into writing uh, children's books and bilingual books? Yes, absolutely. So um, born and raised in Los Angeles, California. I've been here for 42 years now. Um, always been an avid writer. Uh, I can remember being a little kid and we have, you know, vocabulary words. And instead of just writing sentences, I need to make a story. I need to share my story with the whole class. I need to elaborate, you know, I had to need to make my words just come to life. So I've been doing that absolutely forever. Um, and I, so I've been teaching, so I've been te I'm a Spanish teacher and I've been teaching for 17 years. And, um, while my students were taking quizzes and doing their homework, I'm sitting in class making up stories about each like individual students in the class and just always writing and daydreaming. Um, and I really love being creative. Um, I love being silly and rhyming words and things like that. And I make up little rhymes all the time. So I just decided to put everything I love together in a book and um, just wanted to celebrate my mom and celebrate the heroes that are like in our daily lives every day so that kids don't have to like imagine superheroes as celebrities. They just right. see them in their parents, their mailman, their grandparents, their sister, their brother. Um, so I don't know. I just started writing and all this stuff just poured out of me. So <laughs> that's just how it happened. That's great. So how did you learn Spanish? Is it because you lived in LA and it's just there or how did you learn you would Spanish? Think. <laughs> no, you would think. Um, no. So I was born in 79 And uh, many, many years ago, my mother actually needed someone to babysit my sister and I, but the only person available was our neighbor who happened to be Latina, who, whose name really was Maria. And she, somehow they communicated as moms. She saw my mom struggling and she told her to leave the baby with me. And somehow my mom trusted her and I stayed with them, uh, just, you know, just daily daycare for, I think I said their child was about almost four years old when I went to English preschool. So I was literally learning English and Spanish at the same time wow um, when I now yeah it's it's a crazy story um and then when I did go to English preschool we had a teacher there that was from Martinique so she would teach us songs in French so all these you know, all these things are popping in my brain without realizing it you know realizing what's going on so fast forward literally like 20 years um I studied abroad in Costa Rica I lived with an amazing family um and I was there for almost a year and all these words started just pouring out of me when I was there talking to people. And I was like, how do I know these words? Like my mom's like, what do you mean? How do you know? The brain just remembers 20 years later. And um, 
Then I became a, it's the craziest story. Then I became a Spanish teacher. I wanted to be a lawyer. It's, it's crazy. And I've been here ever since. So. Wow. I love that story because, you know, in the like bilingual parenting community, there's a lot of emphasis in saying like, you know, if you really want your kids to pick up languages, um, if they get like a nanny or a tutor or something like that, that they don't speak, say, for example, in your case, English, yeah. like if Maria didn't speak English, she, she could just communicate in Spanish. As yeah. a child, it forced you to learn, it's, learn Spanish in yeah. a way. And this is literally like a lot of people put all these strategies to make that happen. Oh, but in yeah. your life, it just happens so organically. Well, that's why I always laugh when people are so stressed out about their child learning a foreign language. Yeah. And I try and tell people, I am a living witness. You don't need to stress out about them learning it because the brain will remember it. Even if the child's not actively studying it with flashcards and games, and all. you don't have to do all of that. I promise the brain is an amazing tool and it will remember things. Even now there's sometimes there's things I say in Spanish and I'm like, how do I know that? Like, how do, where did I pick up that phrase? It just, it'll just come out because when I would go home from Maria's house, my mother didn't speak Spanish. She only spoke English. And she likes to tell the story of me asking her for leche and all this kind of stuff. And she would get frustrated and she would just tell me to point to it, point. And then she would ask Maria, like, but well, she's saying all these things at home, right? You know, three, four, two, three, four-year-old language skills, you know? She's like, she's saying all these words. She's like, tell me what these words are. I don't know what my kid is saying in the evening. And, um, and it, it never, it was never a problem. Like it was never a thing ever. Um, and I don't like to tell people too often because people have all these, as a foreign language, they have all these strategies, right? Yeah. I go to all these conferences and meetings and I'm looking, and I'm there giggling because I'm like, this isn't necessary. Like you're doing too much. Just talk to them, sing to them. And they got it. I promise they got it. Oh my God. I love it. Just, just let it flow. Right. Like just let it flow. Just be normal. <laughs> Stop overanalyzing everything. <laughs> oh my God. I, as someone who was an overanalyzer and I'm recovering from that, yes. I'm super on board with this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, no, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing journey. Yeah. Fantastic. So you were writing all these, um, you know, random, uh, I guess, little stories here and there. And then um, how did you write this book? Um, My mother is a superhero. So were you like, did it just came to you and you just wrote it or... What happened? So the older, um, the older I got, the more I realized that my mother is amazing. Like the more I, the older I got, the more I, I, I began to, I began to understand like, how was she able to always be there after school? But I know she went to work in the morning and the clothes were always washed and folded. And how was she, you know, our car barely ever worked, but we were still getting where we needed to go on time. And um, my mom was a single mom, you know, she, we didn't have a lot of money at all. Um, and Thanksgiving would come and we would have a spread on the table. But I know that she was up literally crunching numbers the night before trying to figure out where the money was going to come from. And I just, I just, I've always thought that was amazing. And so the older and older I, I got, I said, I wanted to leave something for her more than just saying, thank you. And I'm like, well, what am I good at? I'm good at talking. I'm good at Spanish. I'm going to write her a book. So I just decided to put everything down. At first, I just started writing down all the things I remembered her doing and what I thought about it. Um, remember one night when I was in kindergarten, she made a Halloween costume because we didn't have any money. She made, she made me a, a I was, was a bunny. She took, an, a, this is the 80s, okay? She took a headband that I had and uh, she glued cotton balls on it. She took a leotard or some kind of little onesie I had and glued. I mean, she was up all night glue, trying to, you know, just trying yeah. to put something together so I had something to, you know, wear in the Halloween parade. Um, and how many moms do that, right? Like she, like my mom's super creative. So I just wanted to say, 
thank you. And the older I get, I realize there's so many mothers who do this. Like, this is just like mom 101. They're like amazing. I don't have any kids yet, but I, I hope, hope to be just an iota of what she is. So I just wanted to write it all down and hopefully I can read it to my kids one day and other moms can read it to their kids and, you know, just start a conversation about how awesome moms are and why they don't get enough praise. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Once you become a mother, you understand that like, it's like, it's so much work and it's true. Like sometimes you have to like make it happen or like, um, mm -hmm. yeah, you, you can't go to the shops and buy, and buy the costume and you have to make it yourself or, yeah. um, yeah, you're trying to figure out, you know, my kids need this. Um, I grew up with a single mom as well. And okay. we did have a network of people, you know, my grandmother, basically she raised me, my aunties. Yeah. Um, but you, you can as a child, you can tell it's hard for them and yes, how much so. they're working maybe more than other moms or mm -hmm. to make ends meet. So yeah, it's definitely like, I, I thought it was really nice that you wrote this kind of book because uh, yeah, we need to recognize mom, moms a lot more. And we should normalize it. You know, I, I as a teacher, I have students who are single parent um, from single parent households and they feel I don't know, I think now it's more becoming more of a little bit of a stigma to it. Like, it's like a deficit, like, oh, I don't have a dad. And it's like, oh, poor you. And I'm like, no, not poor you. How amazing you have this super parent who's stepping up and doing all these things. And so I just want to like remind kids that no matter what your home is, it's an amazing home. It doesn't have to look like, you know, someone else's home to be amazing, you know? Right. It's still a family, right? And I think- growing up in the 80s and 90s I I kind of felt that it's like oh poor you I'm like but yes. I'm fine and I look yeah, at my, poor you you don't have your dad and um kind of obviously it affects you it definitely yes. affects you but yes. I think the way your parents or or your or your mom in this case like mm -hmm. make things work you kind of see the other side and you as a child yeah. feeling that gap somehow Mm -hmm. no you do and we had a village too like you know we weren't isolated also I had my aunties and my grandmother my grandfather and things like that it's just when you come home at night and you snuggle with mom you're just like I get to keep her all to myself <laughs> like oh. she's our superhero just for us you know yeah so, good. so yeah. did you give it to your mom like, like did what did she say she, well she knows you know she knew I was writing because I wrote it for 12 years because I would write it throw it away I read a different version. Literally, there's like 12 different versions of this book in the universe. Like, I kid you not. And um, when I was finally, finally done, I, you know, I let her see it. I, I, you know, I sent her the copy of the book and I, I emailed her the, you know, the, the PDF copy. And I was just like, well, if you don't like it, you know, let me know or if it's too much. And my mom was like super strong. She was crying. And I was like, oh, I made mom cry. <laughs> I would be crying too. Like, absolutely. <laughs> She's all like happy and she's so proud of it. And um, I dedicate the book to her. And um, it's just nice to leave something that outlive us both. It's just really nice. And she's really happy about it. And, you know, it makes me happy that she's happy. So it's just yeah. a book. Oh, that's fantastic. And yeah. how did you go about the illustrations? Because I really loved, um, you know, when I read it with my kids, um, yeah. they really liked um, the big sister's hair. So oh, they're like, mom, I want to have those pom-poms like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah. I love that so I think I, I'm gonna need to buy those, those fake pumpkins because their hair yeah. is like short um and then it's like oh they love the snake uh okay. they kind of really 
there's a lot of details. So it's like, oh, you know, she did it. Or when the little girl that is talking about how her mom is a superhero is like, that is a really good drawing that this girl did. So they actually were really into like commenting yeah. on the illustrations, which I absolutely love. So yeah. um, how did you go about finding your illustrator and how did you work with them? Well, first of all, her name's Sheila. She's amazing. I like hands down the best illustrator I've ever. I actually, um, <laughs> this book is so funny. I've actually had worked with four different illustrators prior to me finding Sheila. Um, Sheila's a woman, she's a woman of color. She lives in the Philippines, actually. We have oh. never met in person. We, everything we do is over the computer. Um, we don't even Zoom, we just Instagram and we email and she's amazing. Um, so the process of the book is, you know, you write the book and then um, you, you really should like sit down and really get a clear vision in your mind of what each page looks like. And so I type out what every, the, every small detail on the page, what it should, you know, in my mind, what it looks like. Um, and then obviously as an illustrator, she figures out if it can work or not, you know, spatially. But um, no, I, I just said, this is what I think page one should be. This is what, you know, I think her hair should be like this. You know, she's a girl of color. She would kind of wear it kind of funky. Um, and I didn't want my character to have a dog because I wouldn't have had a dog. Right. I would have had, you know, like something. I don't know if I would have had a snake, but I would have had something else um, besides a dog. And I just kind of thought a snake. I dreamed actually of the snake, Dave. And I just thought, well, what a cool kid, what a cool chick this little girl is that she has a snake, you know, and he just kind of like slithers around the house. Like, I don't know, it's crazy. But um, Sheila Alejandro, she is from the Philippines. She's amazing. We're, we have two more books that we're doing together um, that are come out in the series. I can't wait, for the, like the drawings are even better for the second book than they are in the first book. Like her, her artistic skills are out of this, they're out of this world. Her attention to detail is, is so good. She's so good. <laughs> Amazing. And, uh, <laughs> and then I, I was, I used to have like a snake, um, you know, oh, like no, a plush toy snake, not, yes. a, not, not a real snake. My mother right. would have never approved of that. <laughs> <I know. laughs> if it doesn't have four legs, no, I don't want it. Uh, but, right. um, but I had a toy snake and I was like, it looked very similar. So I kind of oh, wow. really enjoy those like coincidences. I don't know if that's the right word. Mm -hmm. um, yes. so, yeah. I thought so. Yeah. Um, oh my goodness, so, I love it. All these things that we see in the book, how, uh, you know, mom is helping her with her homework, um, yeah. helping, you know, get rid of the spiders, all those yeah. things. So uh, when they're fighting <laughs> and the girls are fighting, um, yeah. all those things, um, those are the things you wrote down that you, they were more memorable to you that your mom did. Yes, you. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Every, so um, Justine is myself in the book. Um, the sister is my older sister. Right. Um, and then obviously super is my mom. And um, yeah, every single thing that happens is something that we've done multiple times. The fighting should have been like seven pages by itself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, just yeah. So so you see, like, so the, the little girl sees her mom as a superhero. That's when she's wearing her cape and stuff. And then when the mom is being a mom, her hair is in a ponytail so that we can differentiate between the real and the perceived. Oh, right. So my daughter commented. Sometimes I feel like she's a different person. Yes. And I think we're I, like, oh, why do you yeah, think that is? Girls, they're great. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I love how kids are self-servant and they yes. see, because to me, I would have like, I would have said, yeah, she's wearing something different and maybe it's like a different perspective. Wouldn't think much of it, but she, uh -huh. she kind of was like, she is a different, like, she looks like a different person. I'm like, why do you think that is? And then Good. we had this yes. conversation. It's like, maybe the girl sees her that way. 
and oh, then yes, they get somebody it. Yes. else sees her a different way or how she looks for real so yeah yeah no she was spot on she got it yeah so like for example um this this particular page that you're looking at right now my mother I would actually crawl in the living room because my mom we would go to bed early right of course eight o'clock good night <laughs> she doesn't want to hear a peep but my mom would watch tv and I was like well she can't watch tv alone so I would crawl on the floor literally like a snake trying to see what she's watching on tv and if it was good I'd lay the, I'd lay on the floor and watch it and if not I'd slither on back to bed um but then one day I I crawled too far and I realized that she was asleep on the on the other side of the couch she was sleeping and I thought she was watching tv and she wasn't and that's when I really wanted to get that one in the book but if you can see like so when I'm walking up with the, when the character's crawling up right. it looks like the mom her hair is down she's a superhero but then when I get around the corner I realize that she's trying to study my sister's math homework because she didn't oh. understand how to teach it to her right yeah and she has a ponytail. Oh, yeah. I love that. I used to crawl as well, like um, to watch the, <laughs> uh, to watch Mariela del Barrio, right? Like there's this like, oh, telenovela. Uh-huh. And yes, it was yes, like, yes. oh, go to bed. So I'd be in bed. And then I would crawl and sit behind the couch because there was like yes. a, they would watch it in this bed, like in my great grandmother's um, bedroom and had a big window. And I would just open the curtain like this so I could watch <laughs> Mariela del Barrio. Yes, because you just want to see what they're watching. Like they're, it's, it's like a, it's like an adult thing to do. You want to be a big kid. You want, yes, that's so funny. But you yeah. have to be quiet when you crawl because if they hear you, it's you're done, Dada. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, they, they'll they'll send you back. And yeah, like the mom studying like the math homework. I remember like my mom. Uh, she used to come home. Like now, I realize, oh my god, she was so tired, and yes. then having to like help me with my homework because sometimes I would just watch TV and not do it. Right, of course. Because like, I couldn't do because <laughs> I could watch The Little Mermaid again. Um, right, right. <laughs> so then, uh, yeah, it was a point where, like, she's trying to learn maths at the same mm-hmm. time as me. And I think when I was like in my teens, I'm like, Mom, you don't have to worry about this because I don't think you know the maths. So I'll just make right. an effort. Yes, uh, I'll figure and, it out. You're like, I'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And funny with my kid now that they're learning to add and subtract in a very mm-hmm. different way that I learn. I'm like, you're going to have to do it yourself because I'm not sure. <laughs> no, this math now was different. Even as yeah. a teacher, I have to ask my math teacher friends, what is this? What is these triangles that you're making? I'm like, why can't they just yes. go across? It's some, it's a new, um, don't let me get started. It's a whole other interview. It's a new math and it's confusing. And I asked my friends who, my friends often call me for help with their kids because they think I'm a teacher and I know all the subjects. I do not. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know this math. I know they're only like in second grade, but I don't know. I don't know these figures. I'm like, I go this way their math does all kind of weird shapes I can't do that yeah exactly <laughs> oh she showed me I'm like oh you made a diamond and numbers and she's like oh you have subtracted I'm like oh why don't you just go oh, good luck so <laughs> right. I can't do it. it's yeah. different but just think about like how many moms are up trying to figure out what the math is and they're tired and they're trying to learn something you know 10 11 o'clock at night just like that takes us that takes the strength Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's lots of moms out there who are single moms who are studying, trying to finish a degree or, um, you know, a technical course or something like that. So they can give a better life to their children and their children are studying. So and on top of that, keeping a house clean, keeping food in the pantry, feeding them um, healthy dishes. So, yeah, I think it's a big shout out to all single moms out there and also single dads. Like, let's Single dads too, yeah. We don't leave out the dads, yes. Yeah, we don't forget about the dads, but this book is about <laughs> CJ's mom. <laughs> but, you know, single parents out right, there right, who right. um who are 
you know, going above and beyond um, any effort. And yeah, it's sometimes it can be really exhausting. I, I definitely see that now. And I don't, I don't, I mean, I remember seeing her being tired before, but at, at 42, I'm like, wow, you had two kids, you know, by, you know, the time you were 25, 30, something like that. And I'm just like, I can barely find my car keys, like, let alone do everything that you guys do. So it's amazing to me. Yeah, absolutely. And especially when, I don't know if this was a better thing or not, but they didn't have the internet. So sometimes oh, it was we have the internet and ask <laughs> Google and probably find an answer or it just makes us go into a terrible rabbit hole where yes. shame, right? But um, <laughs> I think, I think yeah, back then without the technology and that information and not being able to find things quickly, it would have been a, a lot harder as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So. Wow, amazing. I, I, lo- I love what's behind the book. Um, so CJ, what do you do when you are not writing? So when I'm not writing, the other thing I'm super passionate about is uh, taking, care, taking care of teachers. So I am a self-proclaimed self-expert on teacher self-care. So I help teachers with strategies on how to you know, have the career that they want, how to have the daily classroom experience that they want, how to feel great about teaching. And then I also give them uh, tools on what, what to do when they don't feel great about teaching. Like, how does that feel? How do you make it better? Um, you know, how, basically how to self-soothe as a teacher and make your career, you know, really what you want it to be. So that's my other passion when I'm not writing children's books. Well, that is fantastic because I bet, you know, at least teachers in Australia, I feel like they've done such a great job at adapting to being on WebEx and, and trying to, you know, have all these PowerPoint presentations where right. <laughs> honestly, I, I would drop my kids off in school and I just would not know anything about it. Unless they have the the reader and the book we have to read that day. But other than that, I was like, yep, that's fine. And here I could (laughs) see all the things that teachers do, um, PowerPoint presentations, um, teaching maths, all that, and grading like the work. So my daughter submits her work and then they actually give comments. It's not like you got an A. Right. They actually (laughs) give feedback. So I'm like, wow, that's a lot. (laughs) No, it's, it's tremendous. And during this time, right, just during COVID, it's just the normal job is very demanding, but on top of the COVID experience that none of us have been trained for, all this technology that we've been having to use the last school year and a half. I mean, I'm up late at night trying to figure out how to put the PowerPoints on, you know, the Google Classroom or WebEx or whatever we have to use. And it's really hard. And so teachers are feeling overwhelmed. And I know here in the States, especially in California, teachers are quitting in droves. They're leaving wow. the profession. Um, and it's mostly teachers who love teaching or leaving. And it's just like, what do, where do teachers go when they need help? Like, how do they say this isn't working out? I still love the, t- you know, I still love to teach, but I don't like the way teaching is looking right now. Like, how do I stay in the midst of the confusion and the uncertainty? And so that's where I just decided that I would make products and programs to help teachers um, take care of themselves while they're teaching. So that's what I love to do as well. That is fantastic because self-care, you know, as, as mom, as, as women, as teachers, as men, we need that self-care. So, yes. you know, from coming from a teacher that you understand what it is like to be with like 30 <laughs> little kids, like yeah. I commend to you, like sometimes um, I can't handle, I've got only two. <laughs> How can oh, you I'm so jealous. 30 or 40 or 20, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's incredible. So this year I have a hundred and uh, I think I have 152 in total that I need to keep track of. Wow. And it's a lot. Yeah. What my, my highest year ever was 221. And I, 
think I got like 20, 30 more gray hairs that year. Cause it's just too, it's too much. It's too much. Yeah, but, it is. But you just need help, especially when, you know, either you've been doing it too long or you just started and you're so full of energy and you're so hopeful and bright eyed and bushy tailed. And then the reality of what happens and you're just like, well, nobody told me about this. Like, how do I, how do I navigate this? You know, while I'm teaching. So yeah. Oh, yeah. that, that is so good. So is this uh, on YouTube or, or is it like a one-on-one coaching or how does that yeah, work? Yeah. So I do a couple of deals. Um, so I do professional developments for teachers. Um, the school will contact me and, you know, we can either do it online on zoom or I come in person and I, you know, give strategies and tools and products, you know, product knowledge to the teachers. Um, we also do, I also do one-on-one coaching. Um, we did, I'd also do group coaching. Um, so it just depends. It's customizable to what the school district needs or if a teacher individually contacts me for coaching. So it just depends. Um, but either, you know, either way, it's always amazing and I love it, but I do interview teachers. So if there's any teachers who like to talk about their teaching experience, I always interview teachers um, and we have a YouTube channel. Um, and then if people want to find that program out, we're on Instagram on education. It's E-D-U-C-A-Y-T-I. I-O-N, because education is like a vacation in my vacation, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but thank you so much for asking. Like, I really appreciate that. So between writing books and helping teachers with their self-care, I'm a busy lady. <laughs> that's good. It's good to have a few um, passion projects, I guess. Yes. Oh, that's yes. really good to say that. Passion projects. Yeah. yeah. So those are my two. But I'm Fantastic. Really what other books are you, if you can share, obviously, yeah. um, w- like, are you doing a series about like, superhero people in general or or about moms in general so um that book so the superheroes um series is going to be a three a three book series um currently like literally right now we're finishing up the artwork for my teacher is a superhero um and that one is um going to be called mrs april is a superhero and it's about just thing goes she goes to school back to school and all the teachers are superheroes and she has this amazing teacher teacher who sings and she knows all the all the answers to the math problems and she flies and she does all these amazing things and Justine can't wait to get into the teacher's lounge where she thinks it's like this super amazing place because she sees all these green lights and people are talking and these crazy letters on like it's it's a good one I'm really proud of the next one that's coming out um so that'll be next and then we'll finish the series with my dad as a superhero um so we'll get that sometime in late 2022 but yeah they're going to be rolling out and, and hopefully I'll have my, you know, my little dolls and all that other good stuff that I'll, that'll come out with it as well. Right. Oh, I love it. That's fantastic. Um, so, um, where can people find, find you and where can people, um, buy your book? People can find me on Instagram. I'm sorry. At my mother's a superhero on Instagram. And then also, um, my mother is a superhero.com if they wanted to purchase the book and we ship internationally. So fantastic. Yeah, I got it in Australia. So it doesn't matter where you're listening from. (laughs) It can be shipped. It will. I'll mail it to you. I'll mail it. Yeah, this is so great. But um, I don't know. I'm just so excited to have like to have an Australian audience. Hey, everybody in Australia. I love (laughs) Australia. Um, It's just so exciting. So I just want to thank you so much. And, you know, a todos mis amigos. Muchísimas gracias por su apoyo y todo sus bendiciones. Thank you so much. It's so exciting. Ay, qué bonito hablas español. <laughs> See, parents don't stress too much. I know I'm one of the parents that stresses a lot. Sometimes like, oh, even I'm talking English to my kids because I want them to like actually do get their shoes on or whatever. 
So he yeah. just wanted to do it. So, but it's good that, you know, you are an example again of those things, those seeds that are planted in our very early childhood can yes. go a long way and they can grow. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, the last tip I would give about that is um, if it's, if you were, if you speak to the student, the student, listen to me, if you speak to your child in your target language, whatever that may be, like, we'll just say Spanish for, for instance, if the child doesn't respond in Spanish, don't freak out their reasoning and their logic is, is all those synapses are firing in their brain. So if they respond back in, you know, the main language, maybe English or, you know, whatever the language is where you live, don't freak out. Don't think, don't stop speaking to them in Spanish or stop speaking to them in French. Don't stop because they'll know that they're going to communicate with mom this way. They communicate with dad this way when they go to school. They, and they can do it like by nine years old, kids can learn up to I think it's like either three to six languages at a time and they can reason and logic all of them. So don't freak out if they don't respond. They heard you. It's in there. They heard you. <laughs> don't freak out. It's good. It's all good. <laughs> so don't freak out. That's going to be the heading, the header of the, don't of the out, clip. Guys. Don't break out. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much. Enjoy your weekend. You too. Thank you so much. Nice meeting you. Nice meeting everybody. Ah! You too. Bye. Bye.